0: Welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast, hosted by ForConstructionPros.com and covering various aspects of the construction industry, including the equipment, people, companies, and associations making it all happen. My name is Becky Schultz, editor of Equipment Today, and in this episode, Sean Merritt, product marketing manager, grade control at John Deere, highlights the different levels of grade control technology available, their potential to improve Jobsite Pro productivity, and enhance operator skill levels, as well as how to ensure maximum ROI from a great control investment. Let's dig in with Sean now. Sean, great control isn't a new concept to the construction industry, but it seems that the industry has been fairly slow to adopt it. Um, Can you tell me what you're seeing in terms of trends in its adoption in the industry at this point?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So as you indicated, gray control has been around for a long time. Uh, you know, it started off with kind of laser guidance in the 80s and early 90s. And then GPS started in the late 90s, early 2000s in terms of gray control technology and, and machine control. But as you, you know, as you indicated, the constru- construction industry overall has been uh adopting it, but relatively slow paced compared to, say, other technologies that have been adopted, you know, throughout the, throughout uh, kind of North America, we'll call it. Um, One of the things that's that's kind of holding it back or, or things that, you know, haven't quite machine control or great control technology hasn't truly exploded yet is you know the construction industry is fairly well established there's systems that work you know productivity is a, is a key factor in these right being able to move the dirt move the material right uh, they have systems that work right so uh getting a, a system to you know introducing a brand new system and uh and technology that isn't uber familiar with with a lot of people can be a difficult thing to kind of get over unless you see really the the impact it can have on your business right so you really need the impact um, clearly seen by the entire industry before you really start getting some major adoption and you need some of those technology barriers in terms of cost and you know training and those types of things to really kind of propagate throughout the industry before you see some mass adoption which you know fortunately is kind of where things are getting to right now is that the the you know there's a combination of factors in the background in terms of uh, operators you know skilled operators that, that have uh, long been in the industry are kind of you know uh, retiring you know moving on doing different things so there's this gap of extremely skilled operators that needs to be filled right productivity needs haven't changed but you're seeing technology kind of assist the construction equipment companies or not construction you know construction companies excuse me uh start to use technology to help bridge that gap between you know, older ex- experienced operators or you know ultra skilled operators for finish grades and those kinds of things uh helping really bridge that gap and get people more productive faster and, and uh, you know maintain productivity
0: right and I, I suspect that's going to be an even bigger issue as we're for- coming out of the pandemic with you know as we've seen in the past with major recessions, uh, a lot of uh, workforce tends to migrate out of construction and not all of them are going to come back. And so replacing them may, may not be the easiest thing in finding people who have the skill sets that are needed.
1: Exactly right, and, and then you know the kind of the other piece of this puzzle is that the the technology complexity right. So this is the the grade control technology really builds off of a lot of the survey um, side of the business. So the the survey you know there's a there's a complex companion ecosystem that has to kind of pair up to make machine control. Really viable uh, in terms of what's you know making a, a customer a construction job site really flow and making it more productive. So you have to go from survey to design to build to model to localize to importing the design to then you're actually running. Um, and then verifying, right? So there's a ton of uh, ecosystem challenges that are, you know, being resolved uh, as as the technology evolves. So that's making it easier for technology to be integrated into construction equipment, easier for the technology to be integrated into uh, construction equipments in general, um, as that technology gets simpler and more integrated. Um, it makes it much easier for that transition for, you know, operators who don't have a ton of experience or survey side knowledge to really still be able to utilize the, the power of this technology and bridge that gap. Like you said, coming out of different things where we see workforce, uh, workforce gaps.
0: Right. Great. So taking kind of a step back, Can we talk about the the different levels or types of grade control systems that are currently available and how they might be um, worked into um, utilization within the construction firm's existing equipment?
1: Uh, yeah so there's a there's a ton of different options out there in terms of great control technology so I uh, I like to break it down in a couple of different things um, there's guidance so, uh, you slash indicate and then there's also machine control so the guidance or indicate really uh, provides the operator with real-time information about his cutting edge or design plan inside the cab you know so that he can view it and then he controls everything uh, and is in charge of the implement meeting the design target and then there's control which is beginning a lot more popularity where the machine itself is, is holding the holding the target um, and, and actually controlling uh, pieces i sorry it's actually controlling the uh, the implement to the target so there's guidance and control there's two different things there and then they have yeah so then part two of that is there's these uh, different kind of um, I'm going to call them dimensions, right? That's, (laughs) it gets, it gets relatively uh, uh, nuanced in terms of how we define different things, but I'm going to call it 1D, 2D and 3D. And 1D is, I I laugh because it's, it's kind of hard for people to wrap any hard for, you know, most people to wrap their head around what 1D is, but uh, 1D is, you know, a non, I'm going to call it a non-referenced, Uh, version of grade control technology or it's got gravity basically as what is referenced. So you see these things as being um, kind of entry level uh, grade control systems. So they know what gravity is and they can control the, you know, implement, whether that be a dozer blade or motor grader blade or an excavator bucket, you know, it can control those things based on how, it's, uh, how it sees the implement relative to gravity. So you can put a slope, uh, you know, a, a cross-slope, a mainfall, those kinds of things, all relative, but it's only re- relative to, to gravity and the machine. So it's okay. really kind of entry-level, simple kinds of things. I like to think of like flat planes or, you know, if you wanted to flatten out, uh, you know, your yard or something like that, right, you would put it, you could use one of these entry-level systems that are relatively low cost and, and still perform you know uh, an accurate task or reduce your, your workload so that you know exactly what this you know if this if if this you know your yard is flat or draining away from your house for example different things like that sure so that's kind of like this 1D, I'm going to call it, where it's not really referenced to anything else. And then we have this 2D, which is requires some sort of reference. So what I mean by a height reference of some sort, so something that it knows or it can at least uh, figure out where it's at with a, with a height. So these are typically like laser or sonic systems. So where you have a laser, a rotating laser that kind of has a beam that's projected, and then there's a receiver on the machine itself, that can pick up that laser and then it knows exactly where that laser is with relationship to, to say the cutting edge again the cutting edge the bucket tooth etc so it can control the uh, the cutting edge or the bucket tooth to that laser reference so again these are i'm going to kind of kind of escalating in terms of cost and complexity we'll call it right um, okay so then, you, there's some setup involved, and involved in setting up that laser transmitter. So you know exactly where it's at. It's got to be set up at the right, uh, at the right height, and those kinds of things, depending on what your job is. Uh, Sonic is another one where it's using, a, it's referencing like a curb, where you a sensor that kind of sticks off the end of the blade is that how I like to think about it, and it knows a distance. It can sense the distance from, say, the curb to the sensor, and controls the blade uh, to that distance. So you'd say like a you know a, a two foot, uh, I don't know, maybe not two foot, maybe six inches down from wherever it's sensing is where you're controlling that blade to. So that's kind of the 2D, I'm going to call them the more entry level solutions. And then there's okay. the three there's 3d solutions so you have gps based solutions so it's using the gps uh, or gnss the global satellite systems um to figure out where it's at in the world right and then using that and then a local they call it a, a base station to get really precise accuracy less than like a, a tenth of a foot which is you know about an inch um accuracy so it can control it knows where it's at and and the information it has is able to control that blade to less than a tenth of an inch or sorry less than a tenth of a foot which is about an inch um you know wherever wherever it's at in the world based on a design plan so those are um you know it's kind of the 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 three systems and then they have like augmenting systems that go even on top of that where you have things like total stations where it's Uh, A one-to-one communication where you have a really precise instrument and like a a prism that is so this total station is tracking that machine real-time and it's ultra precise in terms of what it can do uh, and where it's tracking and controlling to and then millimeter GPS is a a similar type solution that's using GPS plus a laser to control the height so there's augments on top of you know GPS that, that really, uh, really can dial in your your precision, your tolerance to, to really tight levels. But you know as as kind of we, we started it off uh, the the complexity and cost of these uh, solutions generally continue to go up as you get more complicated and more precise.
0: Certainly, um, and I imagine that the benefits also go up exponentially as you go up in the different types of systems. Um, Can you talk a little bit about that in terms of of the different types of grading projects that that, um, contractors might be utilizing these systems for?
1: Yeah, so kind of like what we started with, uh, the internally referenced systems, don't really have a height reference, so they don't know where they're at uh, in the world, and they can't put a design plan into them or anything like that. But for things like shaping ditches or water drainage, where you know the precision of it isn't necessarily as critical as the, uh, you know, just the general. Uh, I'm gonna call it slope of the uh, of the project, you know, where that works uh, Or where that's the requirement. Those solutions work really well for those kinds of jobs um, Laser and sonic, you know, we talked about curbs previously, but uh, inside of buildings is another one where we see laser Applications where you can or uh, you don't have visibility to the sky So when you talk about tight tolerance and no visibility to the sky, you have uh, a laser or these total stations where you can set up and really uh, get ultra precise uh, performance with these types of, of systems, and then GPS is is really uh, you know based on a, an open view to the sky, so you're able to you know leverage the power of the, the satellite system circling circling the Earth. Um, but you have to have a view of the sky to be able to really leverage those systems. And we talked about those ones are site development jobs where you have a design plan and you have a base station. It's really easy to connect into everything and uh, and leverage the power of these technologies for like less than a tenth of a foot performance. And then uh, as well as leverage the technology of, of the of the base station and the freedom of of a, of a GPS solution.
0: Right. Now, it sounds like there's certainly a lot of opportunities, but I'd like to go with, with grade control at various levels, obviously, but I'd like to just take a step back. Um, you had spoken about the operator skill levels and how this, can, the various types of grade control offer opportunities to assist in their productivity. Can you talk about um, a little bit more about that in terms of how these different systems can really enhance productivity and, and overcome some of the skills challenges that might be out there, but also help to build on skills that are already there.
1: Yeah, exactly. So you, you hit on a couple of key things and we talk about this, right? It does, these grade control systems do not replace an operator, right? They are not, yeah, these are not robots or, or things where you can put absolutely anybody in there and uh, you know, all of a sudden that they're cranking out the same as what a, you know, a 30-year operator has. It's not, not what they're for. They're, they really help uh, the operator, operator assist is, is the other way to, to think about it. But you know, technologies like gray control bring that plan. Like, and when you talk, I'm, I'm gonna reference uh, just kind of my, my go-to is the, the 3D gray control systems like Deere has smart grade, integrated 3D grade control system um, where it brings that plan inside the cab so that you you don't have to have stakes in the ground that, you know, can get run over or damaged or those kinds of things. So you have the plan inside the cab and even a veteran operator can, can understand the value of knowing where you're, where the material needs to be and knowing what where you're at. On, on the job, so it really reduces kind of the operator workload, so they can focus even on more complicated tasks, like what's the best way for this job to be run? You know, how is how's the how can we complete this job the fastest? You know, or, or move the the least amount of material, and, and still get to the you know the end state of the job that needs to be done. And then we talk about newer operators, kind of like what we talked about earlier, right? They need to be as productive as they can be. So, great control kind of builds that finishing finish grade um, competency with newer operators where you can put it in automatic and it will it'll hold that finish grade for that operator to like I said less than a tenth of a foot Um, so that the operator can focus on kind of getting comfortable with that machine and learning how the material works with the machine kind of building confidence in their ability to operate and you know learning what finish grade feels like what good finish grade is and then being able to, to work with the material and the dirt and the job and, and building like i said the confidence and the experience of that operator while they're maintaining productive you know productive um, workload so there's a there's a ton of benefits to this grade control technology that, that aren't limited to newer operators or just veteran operators
0: Absolutely. And I I think one of the things that comes to my mind in thinking about the great control systems that are out there, I think people generally recognize the potential benefits, but with all the different options, choices that are out there, the different technologies available, how do they determine what system is right for them and that can deliver not only the best results, but give them the return on investment that they need to justify that and, you know, in incorporating that into their business.
1: Yeah, it's a great question right because so, there's a like we talked about there's a there's a ton of different options and configurations and each you know the unique, unique, unique thing about the construction job sites is that every single one of them is unique, right Very rarely are you remo- moving the same dirt to the same exact spot twice. So every job site is is unique, right? And every job site has different tolerances and schedules and budgets and all that all that good stuff. So uh, the best way to, to really get your head wrapped around or, or for contractors to get their head wrapped around gray control technology is that you know, for John Deere, we have gray control specialists within the dealership, within the John Deere dealer channel that are dedicated to supporting customers and, and helping them with their gray control technology needs, right? So they work with customers directly and figure out you know what based on the customers jobs and kind of where they want to take their business what systems would work for them in the work that they have coming up and you know how do they uh, engage at, a, at an entry level job or where those things work, where a job, you know, a system like an internally referenced the smart grade ready 2D solutions, where those would work and, and make sense for a customer. And then also they can talk through, you know, as those technology needs change or as they bid jobs that, that are 3D that have, you know, very tight tolerances or even, even even higher tolerances, you talk about like airport jobs or highway jobs that have ultra high tolerances, they can work with a dealer and their grade great control specialists to really uh, expand their their technology, and then figure out what the ROI means to that customer, because like I said, every job is different, and every every contractor's version of uh, productivity, for instance, would be would be measured differently. So, working with a great control specialist, and then also thinking about like you know when you ask a, when when a contractor is thinking about getting into technology, like how would they quantify an ROI to their business, right? is it a material saved is it a man hour saved is it wear and tear on the machine right there's different things that mean more to different customers so it's incredibly important to get with uh you know somebody who's got some experience and can help help a contractor kind of through this initial i'm gonna call it comfort level with the with the technology
0: I think that's great advice. I think certainly going to people who have the expertise to help you talk through those decisions makes all the difference in terms of ensuring you get what can really meet your needs. Exactly. So, Sean, we've kind of gone through a lot of different aspects of grade control. Is there anything else that you'd like to share that might help contractors who are considering implementing this into their fleet operations?
1: Uh, I, I, the only thing that we, we could kind of talk a little bit about is that, you know, one of the questions we talked about earlier on was, you know, what's what's kind of different and what's driving the grade control conversation now versus, say, five, you know, 10 years ago even and I think what, what we're seeing is the adoption from the, the you know construction manufacturer OEMs of this technology and really starting to to build on top of it, right? So with John Deere, we have like our smart grade solution, but with like our smart grade motor grader, which we recently introduced, we're building on top of it with an automation suite where we include things like blade flip and auto articulation to make that grade control system even more productive right so there's there's a huge push in the industry to really uh, take it to the next level to really drive the uh, the value of grade control into those you know, into the construction equipment itself and really leverage the data that we have on the machine to make these systems even more productive and further integrate into a, a contractor's business. So you can really demonstrate those ROIs on the machine itself.
0: So it sounds to me like stay tuned, there's, <laughs> there's more to come. <laughs>
1: always, always more to come.
0: Oh, great, well, thank you, Sean. I think that these have been some great insights and I really appreciate you taking time to talk us through this. Glad to talk Great control, anytime. Well, that's it for this edition of Digging Deeper. Thank you to Sean Merritt at John Deere for taking the time to talk with us today. Tune in each week for another episode of the Digging Deeper podcast by 4 com. You keep listening, we'll keep digging. Until next time.